take thou authority to preach the gospel. Indeed, I look upon all the world as my parish. Nothing soothes the soul like a really good story. Uh, so that's why we love kind of shaking up this podcast a little bit and letting you hear stories not of me interviewing someone, but someone in the trenches, in the field, as they preach, telling their story directly to you. Hope you enjoy it. I am grateful to be with you. I'm grateful to have come and met a bunch of strangers and to, to leave knowing that we are kin uh, and that, that we share this journey. Uh, a, a random story that occurred to me that I'd almost forgotten about. Um, early in the planting journey in that really awkward space between, like, so there's an idea, there's uh, some energy, there's been some one-on-ones. We even had a name at this point. We knew we were going to be Belong Church, but we hadn't really started to gather regularly. We had done a couple preview worship services. And I was grateful that one of my clergy colleagues, knowing that I had for the first time in years, nothing to do on a Sunday. Like I had nowhere to be, no obligations. Uh, so he, he invited me to come up and preach. He was hosting a series in his church, his um, significantly right of center church uh, on different religions. And he, and, and for, for him, he decided progressivism sort of counted as a different religion for, for his people than what they experienced. And I'm like, that feels weird, but you know what's great is that honorarium money. Like, like, like that's, that's a helpful thing. And so, so I said yes. So I, I went up to preach in this um, right of center place. And, and for me, I don't, whenever I travel outside of the metro area, I'm very aware and cognizant of where I am. Because like, I don't, some people drive to these like mountain towns and it's all fun and they're walking up and down Main Street and I'm like, when can we leave? Because I know that somewhere around here is a cabin and there's a Billy Bob and it's just not good news, right? Like I don't want to be, I don't want to dwell for too long. So I'm in this, this community and I'll admit, I made tons of assumptions about who was in that community and what they thought about me and about my quirky little church that wanted to be progressive and inclusive and, and all of that. And so I, I get up and I'm preaching and, I, and I've, I've tempered it a little bit. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting here calling people who aren't willing to be inclusive bigots like that was like I would uh, like I wasn't there right I wasn't I wasn't trying to be in any provocative space necessarily but I was being honest about what I believe the gospel means for all people and it means this radical invitation for everyone everywhere into the love and presence of Christ uh, that, that means without judgment without um, rejection and so I'm, I'm preaching the sermon and and I think anyone who's been in a pulpit before you've encountered someone like this there's the person it's not that they're disinterested. They're not making a laundry list. They're not like kind of dozing off. They're looking at you and you're pretty sure they hate you. Like you're pretty sure that you have said something that has greatly offended the core of their being. Like, like you, you have somehow via your very existence insulted their mom. Like, and that's the look that they're giving. And there's this woman who's in the third row and she's giving me that look the whole time. She's just, she's just staring. Like she's boring holes into me and I'm thinking, okay, when this is done, I'm going to be really happy to get out of here. I don't want to shake hands. I don't want to do it. Like, because I know when I'm sitting here talking about including LGBTQ folks and I'm talking about being racially diverse to like, like the lilliest white of lilliest white congregations, I'm like, I'm like, they're, they're not feeling me, especially this lady. I'm just, I'm going to get out of here. So I finish up uh, and I, and I walk to the, offer a benediction, walk to the back and I see this lady who was a little bit older and I would have assumed that she was uh, that she was slower in her gait. And what surprised me was like, she maybe could have gone, like she could have tried out for the NFL in a moment. She's like 
running past people. She stiff-armed another old lady. I probably, like, she, she, like, she was making a beeline for me at the, at the back of the sanctuary. And I'm thinking, I don't want to fake my way through this conversation. I don't want to pretend to be polite because you clearly aren't vibing with me and I'm not vibing with you. It's okay if you're not my people. And, um, and I, I, because I, I knew that I, like, I had sized her up and I knew who she was and I knew what the conversation was going to be. And so she, she comes up to me and the pastor, her pastor, the pastor of the church, had gone off to do, I don't know, hell all else, whatever he went to do. And so I'm like, I'm alone with this woman and before anyone else could get to me. And, and I'm putting up every barrier, right? I'm, like, I'm just not ready to receive whatever critique she's going to offer. And she comes up to me and she says, so in this, in this church that you're planting, in this new church that you're, you're building, uh, you, you say you want to welcome everyone? And I say, absolutely, we absolutely do. And she was like, well, what about the... GLB, you know when people like struggle with the acronym, like they, they, they like get halfway in and then doubt themselves and they're like, GL7, is it a, like, like they're, they're not quite sure. And so, so she says, like, so are you, are you going to welcome like the GLB, like, like those people, she even said like those people. And I'm like, I, he had already handed me my honorarium check and so I'm like, nothing's going to, nothing bad going to happen now. So I'm like, absolutely, absolutely I will. Uh, because that's who God's love is for. And the church is broken when we reject people. And she says, to my complete and utter shock, she says, that's really good. Because my son was gay. And he's not here anymore. And I don't think these people care. And she shook my hand and it felt weird. And I looked down and she had pressed a hundred dollar bill into my palm and said, you use this to build up that church. It seems like every time I decide to be like, to have a bit of an asshole attitude in, in church environments, it's, that's when God challenges me the most. Like every time I assume that I know someone's attitude, I know their story, I know what they're going to say. This is when God challenges me the most. And this woman, she didn't say why her son wasn't around anymore. But it was clearly like this thing that, that had, had, had threatened to shatter her life. And I thought, God, please don't let me assume that I know anyone's story anymore. And let me be open to meeting people where they are and how they are. And so now when I, when I meet people at our church that's been going for a couple of years and I'm in the, uh, the, 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 the welcome area and, and saying hello to people. There are all sorts of moments when I'm thinking all sorts of things, but, but every time that I make an, an assumption or I, I kind of size someone up or, or, or assume that it's not important for me to make a connection in that moment, I remember this lady and I remember that I don't know what God has done in their story, but I know that what God is doing in their story right now is bringing them and bringing me into the same place and it's an opportunity to learn. So. Thank you. Field Preachers Podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.